Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Below the Line podcast, the podcast where me and my co-host Emily talk the NASCAR Cup Series for hours a week, three days a week, and hope somebody will listen. I am one of your hosts, Samuel Stubbs. Emily cannot be with us tonight, uh, but we are discussing today, or yesterday's, I guess, Goodyear 400 at Darlington Raceway. First and foremost, happy Mother's Day to all the awesome moms out there, including my own. Hope you had a great day. Um, and if you're a NASCAR fan and a mom, you definitely had a great day yesterday because yesterday's Goodyear 400, at the very least, was entertaining. I think it would have been considered a good race, at least in my book, uh, if not four, uh, even if not, uh, sorry, even if we did not have those late race, um, you know, theatrics and chaos. Um, but William Byron gets his third win of the year, but it looked like his teammate Kyle Larson was kind of going to ride off into the sunset about 20 laps to go. Ryan Newman spins, a caution comes out, and all heck breaks loose. We have a big one with the Truex and Logano. We have Chastain wreck himself and Larson. And then William Byron just kind of scoots away from an ailing damage to Kevin Harvick on the final restart to go get the win. Um, 100th win for Team 24 in the NASCAR Cup Series, and now a series-leading three for William Byron this year as he... Um, I don't have him at the championship favorite. I still think Larson is. I think his luck kind of has to turn eventually. Um, but I think William Byron certainly should be uh, considered a front runner for the NASCAR Cup Series Championship. I think he will be considered a front runner for the NASCAR Cup Series Championship by the time the playoffs roll around. Um, but the, this race was was really a tale of two races. I mean, almost like Kansas last week. Uh, basically played out just like Kansas last week, um, except that a Toyota didn't break through at the end of this race and win it. But it was Toyota domination in the first half and Chevy domination in the second half. Early on, Martin Truex led like the first 150 laps, but Wallace is right behind him until a bad pit stop took him out of contention. Um, but Truex looked to be the dominant car on the day. And then you have Ross Chastain, William Byron, Kyle Larson get up there. And Larson had a bad pit stop as well and also made his way back up through the field. Um, but, I, you know, this race really flipped on its head. So you have Chastain win stage two. Um, and that's kind of the first incident of the day. That's, that's what we have to talk about here. The first incident of the day, Truex and Chastain. Um, Truex dives off into turn three, looking to get the stage one or stage two win. He dominated one stage one, led all but one lap of Wallace on the first lap, and I believe that's the only lap um, that Martin Truex did not lead in stage number one of this race. Um, but dives under Ross Chastain. Chastain, in very similar fashion to the fantastic Xfinity race on Saturday, uh, bounces off the wall in three and four, drove it in hard, trying to not pass Ross Chastain or uh, Daniel Suarez's teammate to put him a lap down. Truex drove a little too hard and spun off him and I think ended up only 10th in the stage when the caution came out, lost the lead, and can never get back up there. Got back to around 4th or 5th on that last restart, um, squeezed Joey Logano and started the uh, the second big one of the day. Uh, the first big one of the day was when Eric Jones lost a tire, collected a bunch of back markers and lapped cars, um, and then we didn't really have a big incident uh, or any big happenings until Green Flag pit stop. So you have a battle between Chastain, Larson, Byron, Truex, um, but in the end, Larson is the one with a fantastic pit call from Cliff Daniels, a uh, fantastic short pit call, and he ends up taking the lead. Um, and then he just kind of pulls away from it was Bell at that point. Bell had uh, put himself up in the mix, pulls away from Christopher Bell, who later had a loose wheel. Kyle Busch had also entered the race, uh, race for the win late, but no one was going to catch Kyle Larson. I mean, he had this race absolutely won if the caution didn't come out. But of course, the caution did come out because Kyle Larson has had to earn each and every single bit of success this year. Um, and I, I think he did a really good job of. You know, until Ross Chastain took him out of, of trying to weather 
that storm of bad luck as he's done all year. He's fought back, and I thought he might actually win this race late. Um, Ross Chastain did not let that happen. So, uh, of course, we had the the first restart uh, with the Truex Logano wreck. Um, looked like Ross Chastain jumped the restart, kind of a gray area in the rule book there. Um, but then you have um, Chastain angry at Larson for supposedly shoving him up um, into the fence a little bit. Um, and I can see why Ross Chastain would be a little bit upset. However, Ross Chastain has done a lot more and did a lot more later in this race than shove Kyle Larson in the fence. He, well, he did put him in the fence, and he also took them both out of contention for the win, including wrecking a perfectly good race car uh, and a beautiful race car and that beautiful Dale, uh, Dale Jarrett throwback. Um, my thoughts are on the more on the YouTube pre, uh, post-race show on the Spotter Stand YouTube channel. That's the Spotter Postria Stand. Um, but I, I think Chastain was completely in the wrong for the last wreck. Truex instant, I guess that's more on Truex, but that's just a racing deal. Second one, Chastain gave Kyle Larson no room. It's okay if you don't give a guy any room, as long as you don't put him or yourself in the fence. But when you do and you take yourselves both out, you deserve to get wrecked back. And Chastain was pushed by Larson down the back straightaway, um, not very happy at all. And I don't know, I don't know what you have to do now to can uh, corral Ross Chastain, but obviously whatever it is isn't working. So, last restart, Byron versus Harvick. So Harvick, Elliot Kozlowski, they had all gotten some damage uh, in a crash, um, I believe, in the first big one. Um, and so it's it's Harvick versus Byron. Harvick with damage really has no chance, and Byron was just a better car. So William Byron. Um, I know he was dominant in Las Vegas. I get that, but if a late caution doesn't come out when Kyle Larson is leading. He doesn't win that race. If a late caution does not come out when Kevin Harvick and Kyle Larson are going at it for the win late at Phoenix, he does not win that race. And if a win, and if the caution does not come out for Ryan Newman, then chaos uh, doesn't ensue right after that. William Byron does not win. Now, I'm not saying he's having a bad season. I'm not saying he's not leading laps and dominating races. He is. Look at races like Richmond over where he dominated but couldn't pull it. You know, pull it out. Uh, he is getting a little lucky, and we'll see. I'll be very interested to see if later in the year, if this luck starts to shift, if Byron's the one that suddenly has unfortunate events happen, and if Larson's the one that ends up winning races, that maybe he shouldn't, or maybe he'll just dominate more, but a very special win for William Byron, avenging his Darlington defeat from last year. Martin Truex won stage one, Ross Chastain won stage two. Looking at the results now of Sunday's Goodyear 400 at Darlington, um, they did get a little jumbled up with some of the late race chaos, but I think for the most part, a lot of these guys ran really well. Uh, William Byron gets the win, was in the top five all day, didn't necessarily have winning stuff, but a very solid result for him. Kevin Harvick will absolutely take a second place finish, Chase Elliott, his best race back in terms of result, ran pretty solid all day, was very unhappy after qualifying, but comes back and runs a very good race. Brad Keselowski in fourth, pretty easily the best forward all day, or in the top five, top six, basically this entire day, and ends up with a really solid race. Uh, Bubba Wallace in fifth is now in the NASCAR Cup Series playoffs, like late into the season. We're halfway through the regular season, and he's in. Um, sure, there's some missed opportunities. I mean, races like Talladega, where he's you know a corner away from winning. Um, races like Richmond, where a pick-through penalty cost them 10, 11 spots, and that could have been a much better points day um, than it ultimately was. Um, but, you know, you got to take days like this in stride. Now, now he was second early on, had a pit road. Uh, his pick-through had a very slow stop, um, and then he later just kind of clawed him, you know, fought and clawed, thought he should have been restarting on the front row um, because of the wrecked race cars that were in the wreck. That was a very interesting call. I don't see anything necessarily wrong with the call or right with the call. I think, again, just like the Chastain jumping the restart barely. Kind of a gray area, but 
we'll see. Harrison Burton, probably the best race of his career in sixth. He needed something to go right. Kyle Busch in seventh. Justin Haley in eighth. Ryan Blaney in ninth. Chris Busch, another very solid day in tenth. Todd Gilland in eleventh. Denny Hamlin, who was my pick to win this race, only ended up twelfth, and that was basically the best he ran all day. Ran around 15th to 20th all day. Not what I expected from Denny Hamlin. Ricky Stenhouse was in the top 10 for a lot of this race till he blew a tire and spun late. Um, but still a very solid run for him. Bell in 14th had a loose wheel late that ruined a top five finish. Ryan Priest clawed his way back from around 30th to finish 15th. Ty Gibbs in 16th. Chase Briscoe unloaded with 30th place speed was 31st a lap down at one point and ends up 17th. So it's good that they're clawing it back, but they can't keep unloading with 30th, 30th place speed. They made the round of eight last year. It's unacceptably bad performance. Joey Logano in 18th won this race a year ago. Kind of a no-show. He he played some strategy late, um, short-pitted, got from around 8th to 4th, and then with the chaos late, Truex was involved. He was involved in the Truex wreck. Austin Sindrick in 19th continues to disappoint this year. He's probably been the most disappointing guy, uh, maybe aside from Briscoe and Priest, but Austin Sindrick this year has done nothing. Larson 20th, Amarola 21st, Reddick 22nd, ran in the round the top 10, or around 8th, 9th, 10th all day, nothing really to show for it. Almondinger 23rd, LaJoy 24th, Eric Jones 25th, Noah Gregson 26th, Ty Dillon 27th, Ryan Newman, the Rocket Man, and his return ends up 28th. Ross Chastain 29th, Josh Berry in 30th. And uh, sounds like he'll run the All-Star race. Not really sure on Alex Bowman's condition. He was at the track yesterday at Darlington. Great to see that, but we're not really sure on his condition right now. Martin Truex in 31st. B.J. McLeod, 32nd with the podcast Party Bus Colors. Michael McDowell, 33rd. Daniel Suarez in 34th. Austin Dillon, 35th. And Brennan Poole rounds out the field in 36th with a transmission issue. Time now to talk NASCAR Cup Series standings. Ross Chastain, his uh, regular season points lead was barely cut into um, by four points. So he is now only 27 up on Chris Trevell, only 29 up on Kevin Harvick. Uh, then it kind of tapers off into the 30s and 40s. Um, but the winners, we had uh, nine winners through 13 races. So we have three drivers that have won multiple races, two guys that have won two, and then, of course, one man that has won three. So you have Bell, Hamlin, Byron, Truex, Reddick, Larson, Logano, Bush, Stenhouse, that are locked in on wins nine winners through 13 races. Byron's won three. Bush and Larson have each won two. First guy in on points is Mr. Ross Chastain, plus 167. Regarding Ross, you got to win a race, man. I know you're going to make the playoffs on points anyway. If you're going to drive that aggressively, you need to win. Again, full thoughts on the Spotter Stand YouTube channel. That's the Spotter Pasha Stand. That's one place where this podcast will be, along with Spotify, Google Podcasts, and all major podcast platforms. And remember, please email us, blowtheonlinepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, Kevin Harvick is plus 138. Ryan Blaney plus 119. Brad Keselowski plus 103. How about Chris Busher plus 67? Alex Bowman is now officially out. Bubba Wallace plus 31. Chase Briscoe plus 13. He's the last man in the playoffs right now. First man out. Daniel Suarez minus 13. Ty Gibbs minus 15. Austin Sindrick minus 27. Michael McDowell like his car number minus 34. Corey LaJoy. That's right, Todd Gillen, minus 35, having a really solid season. Corey LaJoy, also having a solid year, minus 37. Justin Haley, minus 50. Eric Jones, minus 54, as is Eric Almarola. A.J. Allmendinger, minus 61. Chase Elliott, minus 63, uh, just kind of chopping away, uh, chipping away each week. Ryan Priest, minus 74. Harrison Burton, out of the uh, the triple um, 
you know, triple point gang uh, being out. Austin Dillon minus 109, Gregson minus 137, and Ty Dillon all alone in the depths of the sea, minus 165. I'd say around 50 points back or more. You're probably getting into must-win territory. Um, but guys like Bubba, Stenhouse, or sorry, Bubba, Busher, I think they're feeling okay. Um, but I believe um, with Bowman being out, I believe Bubba's only like plus 23, so not a huge difference there, but still something to keep in mind. If he comes back at Charlotte, only being one spot out of the playoffs would be very, very impressive. Owner standings-wise, and again, this really only applies to the 48 and the 9. So for the first time now, the 48 falls from 12th. It had been steady in 12th from when Bowman was out. Now it falls down to 16th with a bad run, the 9 up to 14th. Owner standings-wise, I believe Chevy should still lead it, and they do. They have eight wins this year, Toyota with four, Ford with one. They are up by 38 on Toyota and 54 over Ford. Ford is 16 points back of Toyota. And with that, I know it's a bit of a shorter show. Hopefully Emily can be back for Wednesday, and we should have episodes Tuesday and Thursday as well. Um, I believe I'm going to be breaking down the All-Star Race and also going through the Cup Series since we're in the uh, halfway point of the regular season, kind of giving progress reports, report cards, if you will, um, of the season so far, uh, so far. So thank you for listening, watching if you're on YouTube. Like, subscribe, comment, share, rate, rep- you know, rate us, uh, review us, share, forward, do whatever it is. Press all the buttons, as Emily likes to say, and uh, email us below the online podcast at gmail.com. If you're interested in sponsorship, find us on Podcorn, P-O-D-C-O-R-N, Podcorn, and we will be below the uh, we will be the, the below the online podcast. So that's where you can find us. I am Samuel Subs. Thank you for listening to the Below the Online podcast. We will see you back here on Wednesday in coverage for all three national series leading up to All Star Weekend on the Spotter Stand YouTube channel. That's the Spotter Postria Stand. We will see you tomorrow on Tuesday. Goodbye.